uh, real quick before we start, I'm just going to go grab a glass of water, and then I'll be ready to go. Alright, I'm going to do the same thing, actually. And then everyone leaves. And I'm left by myself, talking to myself. Left to feel the void. Or is it more like, lonely, I'm so lonely. How's it? I have nobody for my own. Or something, something like that, right? You know, and then we could do something like, uh, one is the loneliest number that you ever seen. I really think that's all I know from that song. I know there's more. That's the only thing I ever remember. Oh, God, if I use this as the cold open, it's just me singing. Oh, shit. Oh, it's early. That's why. It's, it's, I haven't fully woken up yet, so I'm slightly delirious. Welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Libick. Joining me for this episode is someone who I'd like to see navigate the absurdity of the Bluth family, Josh Dorch. I'm curious to learn how that factors into what we're discussing. <laughs> Sitcommy, right? Sitcommy. Okay, okay. We're there. All right, good. Because it'll make sense for this next one. So, it, <laughs> for the next guy, if it weren't for a pandemic, I could see him ending up in the bar where everybody knows your name, Mike Bradley. I mean, it's where I was beforehand. It's going to be when this is all over. Uh, all right, guys, before we get going, anything to plug? Josh, I'll start with you because I feel like it'll be short and sweet. Nope. Okay. Mike, anything you would like to plug? He was right. It was short and sweet. It's like one <laughs> word. Uh, yeah, you can catch me, Rare Achievements, on Twitch. That is twitch.tv slash Rare Achievements. You can catch the Rare Achievements YouTube channel as well. Just search for Rare Achievements on YouTube. You'll find me there. And we may have some projects in the works that I'm not going to name yet. <laughs> He's got the tease. The tease. It, it's ha there's something happening in the background that uh, on YouTube I haven't or been talking. Yes, <laughs> that I haven't been talking about. Um, that I'm going to be bringing soon. No, uh, no date lined ready. up. When people can expect it. Well, I mean, I. I'm not really trying to edit or push this PC right now, as I discussed earlier. Yeah. The PCs, it needs repaired. Um, so no, no date yet, because okay. I don't know when that's going to be 100% good to go. All right, we'll keep bringing it up for until uh, every t every episode you're on, we'll keep teasing it until it's I, there. I, I don't know when we're recording again, but hopefully within, within a month or two. Okay. It's not a problem. Fair enough. Brian, I just also realized that my simple, straightforward response of no is very apropos to the discussion about to follow. For WandaVision. Indeed. Uh, yeah, so on this episode, we are talking about WandaVision. So this is the, the Marvel series on Disney Plus that is fully connected to the MCU with uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. Um, at the time we are recording this, the series has aired its first five episodes 
Um, we've spent some time sort of talking about it off the show. Uh, I thought it could be a good thing to record just in between some of the few Rewind Theater episodes we've got going on, mainly because I think the show, just between our conversations that we've had and then conversations I've had with other people, have generated, I think, some really fun discussions and speculation about what the hell's going on. Uh, so that really, that just kind of lends itself to a podcast. So that is what we are doing today. And, you know, with that being said, uh, since we're going to just go straight into this, uh, I'm going to throw out the spoiler warning now. So if you're not caught up for the first five episodes of WandaVision, you can pause this now, come back after you've caught up. Uh, this is our disclaimer because there will be, you know, we're not going to be the ones responsible for spoiling something for you. So if you listen further, do so at your own risk. Other than that, enjoy this episode that we're going to do for you. Spoilers to follow. Wee-oo, wee-oo. Spoiler! Wee-oo, wee-oo. Spoiler! You know, something like that. All right, so here we are uh, on a Sunday morning, still digesting, I'd say, the, the most recent episode that we watched. Um, I think I feel like after the first three episodes, it was a little difficult to see where this show was going, but that was sort of part of the fun. Um, and then episode four happened. It was really fantastic. I think they gave us a good amount of answers. And I guess in my mind, it started going like it framed the show around like the first three episodes were more or less like what is going on. Episode five kind of shifted or four into uh, sort of like what the hell's going on now or where do we go next from here? And five really kind of stuck with that line. And and I think the end of the episode really just kind of broke me, uh, which we will we will get to. So we're gonna we're gonna try to lean up to that and and sort of wrap up around that uh, event. I don't I don't know why I'm trying to skirt around the bush because if you're if you've made it this far you've you've seen but there's a big reveal at the end of episode five that we will we will work towards. And can, can I make a one point? Yeah. Already we're gonna talk about it eventually. I know, but to me that wasn't the biggest reveal in five. Oh, but. okay. We'll, we'll get to that. All right. I, I would also say I know every now and then I get the impression that we have a few very, and we're appreciative of them, uh, casual listeners who don't always uh, uh, consume a lot of the projects that we might be talking about on, on the show. Some, you know, movies, Rewind Theater comes to mind, et cetera. Legitimately, just my personal view, if you like the MCU at all, if you like any of this kind of stuff, seriously stop the tape right now if you have not watched these it's yeah. actually just really really good media making it's really good television making aside from anything else it's just clever as hell so far yes and and, and it's really just good storytelling so the, i know we already threw you know spoilers out warning out and all that but legitimately if you will enjoy it, it is is really what i'm getting to so please do that if if you haven't yet and if you plan on watching future movies and having them make sense, you need yeah. to be watching this because this That's is officially epic. Phase 4. This it's does, listed yeah, this on Disney like, Plus as Phase 4. does feel like required viewing as far as the MCU. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can see this definitely leading down a spot where people are going to get to a movie theater at some point. Presumably Doctor Strange when That's Wanda the, yeah. is in that movie, least, we yeah. know. And being completely fucking confused as to what the hell is going on. Yeah, yeah, I I don't um, I don't unfortunately I don't think this is going to be like the Netflix shows or Agents of Shield where it's you know a property they made you could take it or leave it doesn't really like I think Mike said it right like this the the way that the world worked out with the pandemic and everything Black Widow unfortunately did not kick off Phase Four this is it we're in it yeah yeah uh so I thought about just trying to lead into our discussion just talking about 
what we know, but really, even at this time, we don't know a lot of concrete things. <laughs> so the the basic premise of the show, sort of what we know anyway, is that Wanda seems to have repurposed an entire town in New Jersey to create her own little bubble that has seemingly put the entire town under mind control to play out some sort of fantasy of suburban life in the form of TV sitcoms. So It sort of seems that way. Yeah, sort of just going from there. I'm just going to start with like, again, I just have like sort of a list of questions and stuff I want to bring up and, and point out and we'll see where it goes. Uh, okay. But sort of just starting with like one of the first questions I have for you guys. What uh, do you think Wanda is doing this herself or does she have help? Is she Is she being forced mm. to do whatever is happening? I was definitely wondering that at first by like episode two um i think episode five eliminated all pretense of that or or question honestly i could there be help or others involved i guess i suppose so i don't know if there really needs to be given what they yeah fed us so far right um but yeah as far as was she a willing participant in something that was an experiment was it an observation was um right what, what was this against her will was she actually a prisoner in this construct all valid questions in the first couple of episodes i think by probably four at least and definitely well even even by, by the end of three but i think episode five hands down just said like nope this is all her design and control to me yeah mike do you agree disagree um yes and no uh agree and disagree in different ways um because i i think episode five framed it in such a way that she is self-quarantining her like she has put herself in this position to keep herself away from others and keep herself from hurting other people um, and I think at first it was subconscious, and she didn't realize she had done it. She just retreated into her own mind, and this happened. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it was an accident that she didn't know her powers could do it. But mm. as she has figured it out, she likes it and doesn't want to stop. I could buy okay. So you're still thinking no no other hands in the pot. It's all Wanda Somebody doing this. may have put her... Like, it seems like she doesn't know how it started. So I would say it's possible somebody put her in there, assuming they could contain her that way. Yeah. And that she's finding out they can't and that she has full control over it. Like, she, she may have been... Now, Nate, now that I'm thinking, about, I'm thinking more about what happened in episode five. No, she's, she doesn't know how she started it, but she knows she has full control over it now. Okay. She learned at some point that she can manipulate everything there. Because it's very hard for me to decide, like, where I fall. Because I think going in, I would have guessed that it's her. And even, like Josh was saying, I think the further you get in, I think more solidifies that, yes, this is Wanda doing it. Whether or not she did it by accident or if she is fully aware of what she is doing and the harm she is causing and just doesn't care. Or if that's happening by accident and she's just trying to... I think, like Josh said, quarantine herself and stay in there and try to keep people away because she knows she's hurting people and she doesn't want to hurt anyone else. Um, and she does have the line in episode five where she doesn't know how this started. 
Now, what I can't decide is if she is saying that just for Vision, so Vision doesn't freak out, or if she legitimately does not know how this started. Because she's flat out been lying to his face the whole time. So the fact that they are in the TV show talking to him when she says, I don't know how this started, I don't know if that's her actually breaking down and being honest or just more trying to play up the facade to keep him in check. Right. So again, I'm still, I could, I could see it explained either way. I still have no idea. I would put my, I'm like 90% sure it's her doing it all. Um, and I, I think it would, from a dramatic standpoint, I think it would be a lot better if it was her. I would rather not have someone else influencing her or doing it for her. And she's stuck there against her will or something like that. I think, Going forward in the MCU, I think it'd be a lot just to see how other characters and heroes react to her causing this and being fully aware of what she is doing. I think that, from a storytelling perspective, is very interesting. I agree. That's a good point because if if there's anyone else who, again, even if it was a willing experiment at first or, or whatever it is, you remove one degree of like you're sort of you're you're creating a puppet master to some degree whether yeah. it's a, like a willing cooperation or not and that then uh dilutes the accountability and responsibility that wanda takes on correct and, and i agree with you going forward having to deal with her could be way more interesting because now it's you know really for the first time a teammate a, an ally who, you know, sort of, I don't want to say it's like, oh, it's like Planet Hulk in a way, but along the lines of we may need, like, the, the threat is inside. Yeah. We, we have to understand how to deal with each other, not just the villain. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different, like, Civil War tried to do, like, okay, what happens when the team turns on each other, but... You can still point the finger more or less at Zemo for being the, the the guy that instigated that divide. Right. Yeah. If this is, in this case, just Wanda deciding to do this on her own, that's a whole different way to spin this to divide the team. Exactly. Because the, the goal is not conquest. It's selfish. Like Loki. It's, yes, it, it's very personalized. It's It's selfish and... It doesn't go, I mean, not that taking over an entire town by mind control is not a bad, you know, not, it, it's a bad <laughs> thing. That's, that's horrible to do to people, but um, it's, it's a different type of paradigm than, like I said, than, than conquest or destruction or yeah. anything like that. Well, and I think we see her in, again, a lot of this comes to a, a bit of a head or like a mid season head in episode five if you will, where we see her explain, you know, like when she's arguing with Vision, you know, it, it, I'm doing this to this town so it's not the entire world. Because she's beginning to realize that her power means she could just kind of enslave the entire human race to be her giant sitcom if she really wanted to. Yeah. Which I would say I am actually very happy that they have finally gotten back to illustrating her use of that part of her power like i feel like you got that in age of ultron right and other than like telekinesis 
and energy bombs and whatnot. Like, you didn't see anything like that again since Ultron. They never used it again. Right. So for her to use the, the, the mind control, uh, uh, you know, uh, fake visions, manipulation type of side of her again, I'm happy that they tapped back into that. Um, and I think, I feel like the show does a pretty good job of answering this already, but just to see if we're all on the same page. Uh, the next question I'm going to ask, why do you think Vision is doing this? Or not, or why, why is Wanda doing this? Sorry. Assuming she's in charge. Because she's mentally broken. She, she, I mean, she, she dealt with losing her brother and then her parents not long. Well, her parents when she was a kid, but I mean, like she dealt with that as a kid. And then in within the span of two years, she goes from losing her brother to falling in love with vision to Mm -hmm. losing vision. And it's all just broken her. And she's also somebody, you know, mentally that went presumably, I may get retconned at this point, being a normal person to having godlike powers so add all those things together and yeah she's kind of lost her shit and she realizes it she at least has enough to know that she has and that she at least in my eyes like she's separating herself because she knows she would cause more harm than good yeah um i'm with that and i at think this point. the the point in episode five what one of my favorite parts of episode five was when she herself exits the the barrier and comes out and talks to them and brings um oh, who does she bring back out oh the, the, the drone the drone yeah the drone and really just like like one simple line that she said like i have everything i want and you're not taking it away from me again like yeah. I, I finally am in like and that's why i brought up the 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 rest of her history you know she as a whatever a young child a teenager however old her however old her and her brother were they obviously came from an unstable you know sovereign state to begin with yeah Mm -hmm. then there's destruction then there's the death of their parents then they grow up and 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 become you know protest revolutionaries in a way then they submit themselves voluntarily for experimentation with alien energy and shit and then and then and then all the stuff you mentioned so, yeah, I think for, you know, 20-some years of her life, she has just reached her point, and she found the ability to control the circumstances, and she just wants stability. Okay. Yeah, I can see having wanting that sense of control. I guess I didn't really think about it that way. I've, I've been, to me, I've been framing it, framing it more around just basically the loss of, loss of vision, I guess, being the catalyst, maybe. Um, Catalyst for sure, I could I could think, but I I I, I doubt it's just that. Because I think the event that triggers mutant powers. Well, she already had <laughs> powers before, so I guess they wouldn't but really. Mutants are different, though. Right, but they. I mean, they I'm even just, mentioned in the episode I'm that she got. You know, they reiterate she got her powers from the Mind Stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but some of these powers she didn't have before. She didn't use them before. It doesn't mean she didn't have them. <laughs> what, what are you we'll discuss that okay I was not the I, I'm sure you're gonna ask now, questions but... about it later 
but I mean, if you want, I can go into it right now. Yeah, we'll just, yeah, we'll go there. Okay. She brings Vision back to life. This is the bomb that they dropped in episode five that is a whole nother level. That's not her saying it. That is the, the witnesses saying it outside. She brought him back to life. Everything that's inside that is real. He's actually there. I'm speculative about that. I'm still on the fence too. And, and, and let me say why. Let me say why. So, yes, I thought when they show that reveal, and this kind of ties into another question I had, which when they give us that exposition, they're like, oh, yeah, so we just got this security cam video from nine days ago. So this whole thing has only been happening for nine days to the point where it's like it took it only that amount of time for them to notice what was happening in Westview for uh, Monica to show up in the first place and get sucked in and then, then set up this whole operational camp I, I i that that part if that's what they're trying to tell me i i don't know i don't know say i'm not buying it but that that part surprised me like i i thought this would at least have to have been going on for several weeks for this much shit to happen this quickly maybe that's neither, neither here nor there but just something that stood out to me but yeah when they're like oh she broke into wherever the hell they were and took vision's corpse which apparently they've been keeping i guess you would i guess you wouldn't just get like i don't know what else you would do with it but like they don't had... put it in a trash compact right i i, I get that <laughs> it, just, it just it threw me off because i never thought of it like what happened to visions and it's not organic physical so you wouldn't really being... bury it yeah um but it's been sitting there for five years the whole time wanda was gone you yeah know, five plus years this and the reason that i'm speculative is it's the it's the people outside who are making the conclusion. They're they're observing things and they are guessing in my in my view. They like yes, they said this in a very declarative sense, but to them they're still learning. They're trying to understand all of this, so I could see some other explanation well, that 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 ends up being the real that... truth as opposed to Oh, well, well, their understanding, of course, they said he's been resurrected, so they must and be right. That that leads to, well, I was going to say that leads to the elephant in the room here. Because of the reveal that I know, Brian, you want to get to later. Yeah, I, I don't want to get there get yet. into that yet. But that reveal means maybe she didn't bring Vision back to life, but she tore him from another reality. That I would buy more than being brought back to life. Okay. Because... That's kind of definitely what happened with said reveal. Well, because so. I think, you know, again, thinking of where we're going, like we are getting her, she next appears that we know of in Doctor Strange 2. Doctor Strange 2 has a very revealing title, which is the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. By the end of this, she's she has to break everything to the point where it's up to Doctor Strange and possibly her to fix it. And I think we're starting to see the cracks already. Obviously, this big, the reveal is one of them, I think. And it could have started from her pulling vision from somewhere else could have been the th the the thing that kickstarted the multiverse falling apart so could it be either number one that like maybe she stole his corpse and realized she couldn't do anything with its physical like corporeal sense in front of her so she looked for another solution Which well let like, me I, ask you guys I, I can't do anything with this that's possible stuff but, but, but my point was going to be is either way whether she brings him back to life, literally, mm -hmm. or she pulls him from another reality, 
Those are not things she was capable of before this. Neither of those things did they give any inclination that she was capable of before this moment. Well, that's why some people are saying, like, the internet is is thinking she can't do this herself. Oh, I see. Or and I, I could lead that to... The to... actual Scarlet Witch that the comic books has presented for... 60 years that can which is yeah which is something too because you know every movie that she's in they have to whoever's in charge of the movie decides what roles or power sets someone can use in a movie so that you can't have in in my mind i just keep referring to the super the superman problem you can't make a hero that powerful that nothing can touch them you have to set limits on people and i don't know if they're actually going to explain it away as to why she can do things now that she couldn't before or if it's just going to be like oh that's that's what she does now and just roll with it which I could see them doing just because it's a it's a different aspect. You know, the powers do what the story needs it to. Right, right. There's not always an explanation. So if they want to have Vision back to life and they just want to say Scarlet Witch did it, that's the end of the story. I, I hope well, they're, I mean, they're and... not typically that lazy of writers. So I <laughs> really, they're not. Fair. So yeah. I, I hope there is something further that we will get to. to and we've talked about this in, in even recent episodes about world building and rules. I need a role. I need yeah. to understand how this works. I can't just have Mr. Government sword guy in his tent out somewhere making an offhand remark about she resurrected Vision. Oh, and I guess that's it. What the hell does he know? Right. I need something else. Not to say any of these ideas. Well, could they? all these could be right. Several of them could be right, etc. I just need something better. And, and for me, here's the thing. One, I mean, there's things that we know that are, that are coming down the pipeline eventually. And there's things we know about her from, I mean, again, 60 years of comic books. And we know that eventually the mutants are going to arrive. And she happens to be among the first family in mutantdom, uh, if you will, of, you know, being technically... Magneto's daughter. I mean, she is Magneto's daughter, but in this universe, we don't know what they're going to do with that. Right. But if they get to, you know, they even start with Darcy bringing up the Hex powers, because that's normally the way her powers, what they're referred to as, is Hex Which I like really how they spun that. Like, the the whole bubble is a hexagonal shape, so they're calling it the Hex, and that's how they're going to frame her magic. It's just being referred to as the Hex. Like, I love that. Yeah, that, that was a really nice throw in there. Um, but, but they're starting to frame that and they're starting to throw that in there. So here, here's kind of the thing with Wanda's powers that you can learn from reading one of many, many, many different comic books is sometimes they can be a bit of a monkey's paw where she can make things happen, but the results are not always what she or the reader expects. Right. Um, Okay. Kind of like when she tries to kill every mutant on earth but leaves about 200 of them alive she meant to kill them all but it didn't work so she has a lot of control obviously over the the action but not the consequences yes and sometimes it doesn't do exactly what she wants right sometimes it comes close or you know i think there was like at one point um i remember reading something like she can affect probabilities Okay. Of actions occurring. So something that might have that one in a billion chance of occurring, like Vision being resurrected. 
her powers could turn that one in a billion chance of figuring out how to resurrect him into a one in ten. And, you know, like, just make it more possible. It doesn't get any more explanation, <laughs> really, in the comic books, but she, she can make the impossible possible. Um, I, I kind of want to spin back to the whole vision thing and, and alive or how he came back type of thing. Um, two things. One, I think there's, I'm pretty sure in one of the episodes, there the the sword people in the real world, one of them, I think, asked the question that we're all thinking. It might have been uh, Randall Park's Jimmy Woo basically asking, like, well, did she recreate the Mind Stone? Because that's still was in that vision. Question asked, I didn't even notice that. I'm almost positive they said they asked it in the. No one had an answer, but like it was like, how did they bring they, Vision back to yeah, life? Don't they need the sort of way? Don't they need the Mind Stone? So if Vision is alive, did would would that have happened? And two, how did you guys interpret the scene at the end of episode? Was it three? Now I'm remember, can't remember which one it was. Three or four, but when. Wanda throws out Monica mm -hmm. and then turns around and sees the corpse of Vision standing in front of her. So I'm glad. Okay. So let me answer the, to ask, address the first question. Um, if I can remember what it was that you asked. <laughs> uh, did she recreate the Mind Stone if Vision is alive? Um, like to Mike's point, if she, if she ripped Vision from another universe, well, you don't have to answer that question because the Mind Stone came with Vision. But if she is repurposing the corpse and turning that to a living thing again would she need to recreate the mind stone so i i normally hate to say like start questions in this way but i can't think of it do we know that the stones oh cat okay cat put them back i was just about to say they weren't destroyed by tony's use in the way that thanos initially tried to do right. but we're shown at the end of endgame that cap put them back in the timelines um, I don't know if I have a good answer for that part of it. Um, the the second part about uh, Vision's corpse, though, was something I, I was going to bring up as part of that section of the discussion, which is in the same way that things from the outside change into something else and aesthetically more uh, period appropriate, etc., when they cross her barrier, is it possible that the thing she's seeing as vision is his corpse. She she has animated the puppet of him. That is not him. That is still his he's still dead. Now And I think that's the darker way to play it, but I that would that was still my go to answer. Is I that mean, she I, is I, puppeteering the corpse of vision. And for that split second in, in the same way that she says in, in episode five, like when he starts to question her, oh, you think I, I keep everyone in line and make sure that they, you know, pick up their kid from school and take them and get to their dentist appointment on time, which I do think her level of micromanagement is that involved. Yeah. She, she is, that's why she says it out loud, like, this is exasperating to try to make sure that this reality seems as normal as possible and I have to pay attention to the minutia that much. Yeah. The only thing that I can think so far, though, that could be, you know, disabuses the, hey, it's just Vision's corpse the whole time argument is, if that's the case, why would she create a consciousness for this corpse to interact with that begins to question her? 
that yes, I agree. That, that's that breaks my down. That, too. that part yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Um, if she so is fully in control mixture, of him, why is he questioning her? Exactly. So uh, I, I think it could be a mixture of the two. There could be different elements of it at play. Maybe, maybe she is. Maybe it's both. Maybe this is, like I said, she's puppeteering a shell, but she otherwise is trying to recreate the essence, the energy, the 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 you know the thing that the mind stone could do for something like a being like him, and so they're kind of interacting with each other. Um, that that that's one of the biggest questions that I would love to see answered by the end of this. Because I think there's like the first, over the course of the first three-ish episodes, there's a lot of instances where Vision does not move until she tells him to. Like he has no thought process. Like think of the dinner at the in the first episode when the guy's choking. He's sitting there right, motionless until she goes, Vision, help him. And Very then true. he goes and saves his life. And I feel like there's one or two other instances after that, we're the same thing. Something happens where Vision does not do what you would think he would normally do until she says, go ahead, do it. And, but now, like you're saying, he seems to be getting thought, he's figuring out what's going on. He's getting his own thoughts and starting to fight back against her. So if he's actually still a dead thing, you would think that would not be possible. So how is he being able to get a personality back out of all of this? Mm-hmm. Mike, you look like you so- have thoughts. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) from your first question, um, Vision coming back without the Mind Stone. We already have a precedent for that. Shuri was already doing that. But if the... She just got interrupted and was unable to do it. And unable to complete her work. Okay. So, is there some way that Vision could be Vision without the Mind Stone? Yes. But could Vision have his powers without the Mind Stone? We don't have an answer to that. Well, the kicker is that whenever we see Vision, he has the Mind Stone in his forehead. Which could be part of the illusion she's created, because that's how she knows him. That's how he was... Yeah, I mean, she also removed all color from the world, and, you know, like, it's... You get my, like, I, it could be something that she's making appear to be there, I think is what Josh is getting at, even though it's not. Right. Okay. Just like every, just like many of the other things that appear to be there, that yeah, it's it's part of the mirage of this layer of reality that she's manufacturing. So he might actually be alive in the bubble without the mind stone, but what every time we see him alive in the bubble, he has the mind stone. That's sort of my point, I guess. Or she's trying to figure out how to bring him back and. I don't know. Like, part of me feels like there could be multiple things going on. And I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole, but hear me out. She's trying to figure out how to bring Vision back to life. But for the time being, she ripped one from another reality. Which, again, would also, I think, lend She's to doing both. the multiverse fucking up. Maybe she <laughs> couldn't recreate the Mind Stone. Maybe she didn't steal Vision. Actually, I kind of like that better. Maybe she didn't steal Vision from another reality. Maybe she pieced together the corpse, stole another mind stone, the one cap put back, okay. or and put that in Vision's head. From, and it doesn't it, even have to be the one cap put back. Yeah, so anyone. Yeah. And she put that mind stone back in Vision's corpse. He somehow reassembled himself and rebuilt himself and is alive. So wait, hear me out. And the warnings from all of that is that we have to put the things back we take or you unravel reality and break things. 
So if she so, stole a stone and didn't put it back where she got it from the time she took it, like they the rules that were established in Endgame, that this is right. starting to be the unraveling of the universe thing. So so hear me out on this. This is a this is another one of my throwing shit at the wall things, but <laughs> it's also it just like hit me like a truck there for a second. Um Cap goes back in time to replace all these stones. Wanda somehow follows him. Because we don't know what her powers can do. Fuck, they're just making shit up. Or she figures out some way to follow him. Um, takes... Let, lets him put them back, but takes the Mind Stone. When he goes to put it back. And his entire, like... Realized... Life with Peggy was of her creation. And uh, yeah, you're you're stretching here. I think you no, know, it, it doesn't it doesn't add up. It doesn't work. But I, I, mean, I also I like your idea as like a three issue comic. <laughs> a what if? Yeah, I I I don't know if it's going to be that layered here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. But it just it came into my it's head. Not a bad like, story. Beat. What if the whole reason he stayed behind is because she offered him that life in exchange? For I mean, like, just here, go do this. Yeah, go live that life you missed. I'm gonna take this. Deal with it. That would just make and me Cap sad. Cap couldn't do a fucking thing <laughs> about that. You know, like. Um. All right. So I I want to get to make sure we get to other questions and stuff too. So for just we're gonna start. We're gonna try to wrap up the Vision alive or dead thing with just simple yes or no. Mike, Vision alive or dead? Yes or no. Which Vision? You know the vi- the vision that we see is it a living vision or is it basically is it living vision any any vision whether other universe or our vision or is it puppeteering corpse vision? I I, I would say it's a vision from another universe. So alive, alive. Okay, Josh, alive or dead? I at the moment you guys are really selling me on the alternate universe vision because you could easily chalk up the shot you see of her seeing his corpse as just a moment of weakness because that is her fear and that is her sadness and she's just that's what she's seeing for a moment that's not what's actually there but then i don't really know why you have to tell us she stole vision's corpse yeah so i'm going with i'm going with puppet corpse okay god it's dark for disney (laughs) i mean they already did it I, I really want to see how this ends because I don't feel like Vision's going to make it out of this series alive. I don't, I don't either, and I think that is going to lend to the severity of what really the end result of the show is and how bad things are going into Doctor Strange. Yes, The I realization agree. that I... no matter what I've done, this is, like, I've lost this. I cannot have this thing anymore. Well, I think it's not going to be her choice. I th- I think I feel like it's going to end by Vision convincing her it's time to let me go. Could be. And to that point, I think I'm putting more more money on like puppeteering corpse. Like he is dead. He he can't leave the bubble. That's why they can't. She like she doesn't want to do anything. She doesn't want to break it down. She doesn't want to go outside. She doesn't want to let anybody in or to to stop it because if the bubble breaks down, Vision's dead. It's mm-hmm. not like we're gonna he's gonna make it out of the bubble and somehow be alive in the real world. He is stuck there. Yeah. And that is why she doesn't want to leave. So 
I'm I'm putting more money on Vision is dead and not alive. But depending on how they spin it, like they could they could win me over with an explanation like Mike was saying, the way they would spin Vision being alive. I could buy that. Mm-hmm. Um I think the the one time we all talked off the show, we were speculating what the logo was that we kept seeing on everybody's uniform that was popping in and out and stuff like that. And we were we were thinking it was probably sword, but we weren't sure. So episode four did confirm we are dealing with sword, which is the sentient weapon observation and response division. So that's a mouthful. Yeah. Thanks for saying we're working on it. God. <laughs> yeah, they should have thrown that line in. Um. So basically, I mean, this is more or less, I guess, our our re- shield replacement for mm-hmm. the MCU, since we haven't really seen a lot of shield stuff. Um, well, just... I mean, shield's still gone, isn't it? Not if you watch the show. They they explain shield coming or, back for that... the show. Okay, okay. I don't know how tied in that officially it's, is. Josh and I talked about this. I'd I'd love to see those characters at least have a cameo somewhere down the line because they do exist. And by the end of that series, you can see them almost going sword like. Yeah. At the end okay. of the show, so yeah. I feel like they're hand in hand going together. It's just that the movies don't really give a shit anymore. But God, I... yeah, I'm holding okay. out hope. <laughs> um, so a few things that that show up or at least are are talked about that I think can lend themselves again to more speculation uh, through episode four. So the director of Sword mentions that they shifted from manned missions and started focusing more on robotics. So he also mentioned to Monica Rambo that uh, space is full of unexpected threats to which Monica Rambo responds full of threats and allies. So I don't know if she's referring to Captain Marvel or if she is fully aware of other things that are out in the universe that have helped. I mean, they could be even referring to Thor and stuff there, but I don't know if that's a hint of like, hey, um, she's seen some shit out in space. I mean, she she, she met the scrolls. the scrolls, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, the movie Captain Marvel. That makes a lot more sense. Yes. Um, but the mention of manned missions, I've seen the internet say Fantastic Four, that this is yeah. how we get Fantastic Four. That that's, the, the, that's the prevailing theory. Yeah, sword could Absolutely, be, you know, yeah. whatever mission gives Fantastic Four the powers could be a sword-sanctioned mission, manned mission for something. And I've saw, heard one that makes a lot of sense, too, that it, I mean, it sounds like they have not, he's saying, like, we don't do manned missions anymore. They yeah. stopped at some point, so maybe it's been X amount of time, so you know, somewhere between zero and five years, that the last manned mission, manned mission went out. Maybe they didn't return yet. Maybe right. it's the four mm-hmm. of them. They have they they went and you know MIA, and when they we finally get the Fantastic Four uh, film from John Watts, that will be like what the hell happened to them while they were away, and now they're coming you know, back into our time and planet. Right. Or, or maybe they're already back and they're just quarantined because they don't know what to do with somebody who got changed that way in space. Fair. Yeah. Isn't that kind of what they do with them, like, in the canon as it is? Like, when they get back, they end up quarantined? I mean, probably. Makes sense. I would assume they come back with weird powers. Yeah, you're not going to let people just run around out in the out in the world that way. Yeah. Um. So another thing that happened in episode four was sort of their... their exposition of like what's been going on uh when she's being caught up to speed by the director he mentions the fbi is in a tizzy about a missing persons report in jersey and that they need the use of the sword drone so this is this is a detail i think that that's is mentioned and then overlooked because all this other shit happens then it gets buried right when rambo shows up to jersey and talks to jimmy woo 
He says that someone under witness protection is in the town, and that's why he's investigating. And then realizes the whole town is missing. Oh, so there I was totally someone that. that they went looking for that we don't know who this is yet. They find Vision and Wanda in there by mistake, and that becomes the problem. So yes. any guesses, will this be a cameo, like someone important that we should know of who kicks off this whole investigation? If we haven't seen them yet, I think that would be weird. Like if, if we're halfway through the show and we haven't even met that character in passing, um, I think it, I, I don't know what role she would play. I think it would make most sense for it to be Catherine Hahn, but I don't know what significance she would have or why. Like, I don't, I don't know why you'd meet the person who, you know, that refers to in like episode seven or eight, just as it's ending. Like, why not right. have, like, why not seed that earlier on? Well, I have another theory with her too, okay. that I sort of want to spin with, with this, like compound with this, but Mike, do you have any flat, just flat out guesses? If there's anybody, I mean, <sighs> not, maybe not specifically who, but do you think this is going to be of someone in, like, we'll recognize this person when it's, when we find out who it is. What do you mean recognize? Recognize them as a player in the MCU right. or recognize the character's real name? Yeah, just just either either or, I guess, really. If it's, because if it's a, I think it's going to be their way to introduce somebody. Some new character, some new um, hero that we're going to get to know exists here. Yeah. Um, their inclusion in the witness protection program leads me to believe that we're talking about um I'm trying to think of like the right way to put it but somebody that I'm assuming they're the same person you know what I mean like I would assume it's the same like the missing person in the witness protection thing, I assume is the same person. Mm. Um, I, I don't want to get too far into speculation, but it's obviously somebody that uh, crossed organized crime in the wrong way. If they're in the witness protection program, it has to be being protected from somebody. Otherwise, you don't need to be in that. Yeah. Okay. So. It, maybe this and I'm going to throw it out there as somebody we haven't seen yet. Yep. In my own personal opinion. Uh-huh. Um Josh is like, "All right, bury the lead here. Let's go. What do you <laughs> what do you got?" I I would not be shocked if Vincent D'Onofrio shows up here in his big bald fatness. Oh, Kingpin. Yes. I don't, okay. And this is another tie-in. How? And this is another way to connect things. Do you, Do you remember where we left him in season three? I don't recall. He was arrested, right? I, yeah, I was gonna say I think he was just in prison, but that doesn't mean he doesn't back turn here. on a bunch of people. Right. He could yeah, at some point. In... How we How we left him off? Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, if he turns on a bunch of people, uh, it's just the organized crime thing. Like, it has to be somebody that is in danger of being killed by somebody they're about to testify against. That's the witness protection program. So that's what leads me in that direction. That's my only... I mean, we could just be shooting the shit here for no apparent reason. Maybe that's just the 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 plot point to get Jimmy the Woo there to find the problem 
Yeah. But I feel like does they, Marvel really do that? I, that's though? what I mean. Like, like it's, it's a that detail it that it's... they bring up, and then he says, like, I've contacted close relatives of this missing person who they don't think he exists. Or maybe he didn't say he, but, the, you know, the, the relatives of this missing person suddenly don't remember this person ever existed. And then he started looking into oh, yeah, people the in the town and realized that people in the town, you know, they couldn't find traces of anybody that would uh, say these people were alive or dead. And it's, you know, spiraled in him to realizing that the whole town somehow is now missing. And that's when they called in S.W.O.R.D. Um, so do you have any specific thoughts or who it could be no i just think okay. it is someone of importance do you do you think it is somebody that we have encountered before or will be brand new so here's here's a theory that i think involved uh katherine hans agnes to okay me. um but this goes against sort of what i don't want to happen which is someone else influencing the events and scarlet witch is that agnes is the villain she's the one that set this whole thing up she is fully aware of whoever this missing person is. Okay. This person is so important that Agnes wants this person, and she is using Scarlet Witch to distract and keep the attention off that person. Okay. The fact that Catherine Hahn seems to, at least on two instances, break character, Yeah. seems she is not fully under Wanda's mind control. Agreed. Or at the very least can or at the very least can resist it. Yeah. Which again leads me to believe she is influencing events somehow. She she is oversight. She she even has control over Wanda. The last episode where she breaks character and is like, You want me to run the line again? Like she almost influenced Wanda in that sense. Like, I'm supposed to be the one holding the baby. You you want me to hold the baby. And then she says, Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. And then Wanda messes with vision. So little details like that, I feel like almost seem like she she is the one in charge. I don't like it as much because, again, like we talked about, it it puts someone else that you can direct the, the uh, you know, it's it's their fault. It's not Wanda's fault. It's their fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think dramatically I'd rather have it be Wanda. But so I don't know. So, but she, she Agnes is always referring to her husband, Ralph, which we yes. don't see. I think Ralph is the missing person. Whoever Ralph is, her her quote unquote husband is the person she's trying to hide. That would fit. I, I, early on, I think even by like episode two, like the, the I don't know the third fourth time she references him, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be like that. But that's that fits because it's also I it fits the sort of some of the older sitcom tropes. You often had supporting characters who referred to other people to fill out the world, but you never yeah. needed to have that other person appear. Right. And it kind of fit. Um, I, oh, I, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm walking the path with you. Uh, Mike, I feel like, are you, are you piecing something together on your end? Uh, yeah, I shared that there for you because I mean, so far so much in this, um, Marvel cinematic universe that we've dealt with has turned back to Hydra. And something that... For the listeners, you know, Fox, what did you just share for us? I just shared for you just the the uh, wiki page on Madame Hydra. So is that um, your theory for Agnes? No, I actually don't share your theory. Okay. But, but you, you were selling me on it a bit to where if your theory is correct, 
I could buy them using it to introduce Madame Hydra. Um, Hydra were the ones that originally did this to Wanda. We know that the Red Skull is kind of, you know, the originator of Hydra and in charge of Hydra for X amount of time, and then he vanishes. And they don't really have a leader, as far as we know. Um... So who, who? So in this scenario, who is Madame Hydra? Is, is the person in witness protection, or are you saying that's Agnes? That's Agnes. That would be okay. Agnes. All right. Agnes would be playing Madame Hydra, and Madame Hydra has ties to so many things. Um, it, like it's, it would be interesting if Madame Hydra was like kind of so like Pierce in Winter Soldier. Seems to be, like, one of the figureheads in Hydra. Mm. But he's not really framed as the guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's framed as another cog in the wheel. Yeah. For Hydra. And we don't really have Hydra having a leader leader at that time. Or at any point in time. We have, you know, the faces behind the scenes that we don't see pulling all the strings for Hydra. Okay. Madam Hydra perhaps has been in charge this whole time. Um, I think it's an interesting idea, and it would be a really cool way to introduce that character. I like that, but I don't think they're going down that. Route. Well, I also think that if if Agnes has to be on par with Wanda, if if Catherine Hans the the villain, if they want to spin it that way, I feel like it's got to be someone else with magical powers, right? Like, if, is are I mean, there any like well, villainous or... witches? Or Madame Hydra is controlling someone who's in the witness protection program and she found them and used them to control Wanda. So so the missing person is the is the rival magic Could user. Be. Okay. I mean it's not like Madame Madame Hydra has powers. I mean she's not to, so to give you an idea, Madame Hydra technically um I think could do this. Like orchestrate so, the whole so thing. So for, for for your Reference, do you remember the Wolverine? Yes. The movie, yeah. The movie, yes. Viper, Madame Hydra, same character. Okay. Okay. So you remember Viper from the Wolverine? Yeah. Same character. She can kind of do things a little bit mind controlly. Okay. Um not she she's not like a super strong in that sense, but she could do it enough to somebody else to get them to do it. Or she could be holding their family hostage and get them to do it. Or, uh, you know, so, so many possible options for her to be doing it. Okay. I mean, you you, like, well, there's just, there's a lot of possibilities. I mean, just from comic book do. knowledge, do you know any other like rival witches, like villainous witches in the MCU? That, that could be, like I've heard, so, her name's Catherine Hahn, right? Yeah. So, witches, like some, some more or less, someone else that's you know way up Scarlet Witch. So I'm just thinking witches, but someone else with the magical powers on par with Wanda's. That's on the bad side. Uh, I mean, the first one that comes to my mind is obviously Jason Weingard, mastermind. Okay. Um, I mean, he control. He's able to do whatever he wants, basically, if he gets the right scenario. Yeah. Um, but that's not a woman. <laughs> so could 
he be under the control of this person? Others, like a woman that has those powers? I mean, they could gender bend um, a character, too. Doesn't have to be a woman character. You know, no, you know what? Hold on. I think there is a lady mastermind. And they've like, I mean, I feel like I've heard of that. I know one name I've seen thrown around the internet too is somehow keep people keep thinking Mephisto's involved. That this is Mephisto's doing. I've been hearing that name thrown around as well. I, I, I know half the point of this is just to throw out what ifs, what ifs, what yeah. if that. Put it on record, so if we're right on any of these, we can point at it and be like, look, see, we, we called it. We Re- no Reagan Weingard. Jason has a sister with the same powers. Okay. So that's a, that villainous witch, more or less. Mind control. Mind control, okay. Like she, yeah. I am still, I think, for what I would prefer is that this is still mostly entirely of Wanda's construct. Yes, I agree. But I would also then say, if it if it is an explanation like we're discussing right now, how do you easily make me buy, uh, okay, and nobody knew this person existed for the last 20 years? Yeah. I'm just trying to, I guess in my mind, I'm trying to find ways to connect dots for details that are Witness there. Witness protection. That's, that's how we... Right. And, and I, think, I think the stuff we brought up, I think Catherine Hahn's behavior... I think the witness protection mentions and all that, I think probably will matter at some point. I just don't know if it's mattering, if it's going to be this way. Well, let me ask you this then. If if we're going to write that off as not being the reason Catherine Hahn is kind of like breaking character, if that's not it, why do you think she can get around it when other people can't? Like what makes her different? Than every other person in that bubble. Not entirely sure. Don't have a good answer for that. Um, even though she's been the one that they've shown it, it occurring to the most. Do you remember the the part in I think episode three where her and the next door neighbor who ends up like hedge trimming through the cement block? Yeah. Because that would totally happen. He, yeah, right. It's a hell of a hedge trimmer. Well, again, if well, no, because she's actually in the real world. I say, if it, if this was really a sitcom, that wall might be made out of like high grade styrofoam. But um, there's a part in that scene too where the two of them are standing together. And Brian, I'm not sure if this is what you meant, but that was another. That was a moment also where I thought, like Catherine Hahn, it's almost like she wants to tell Vision something. Right. She is like she's being constricted from sharing it but in this moment she is trying to convey something i kind of felt the same thing about the other neighbor that there was something going on with him in that moment that now to be fair i'd have to go back and look in that time i think isn't is that the moment inside the house where monica is uh she brings up ultron yes and pietro so maybe that's just a slip of and Wanda's focus. That's how I explained it to myself was that she's she's being her her illusion is starting to shatter and mm-hmm. she is focusing on Monica so she's losing control of stuff outside the house. Okay. And that was how I wrote that off, but in episode 5 right at the top when uh Catherine Hahn starts literally does a different line read and tries to reshoot a scene in the middle of what's happening. Right. You can tell Wanda did not 
was not ready for that. No one was expecting that. Even as an audience member, you're like, what what the fuck is happening? It's it's eerily creepy. Yes. And so then you think back to that first moment when she's talking to the neighbor and, and seems to be doing her own thing. Like those two instances, like you said, those those were my two examples of her being outside of Wanda's control. I just don't know how or why. I I I I personally don't know if I think the explanations we've offered yet are going to be the answers, but I freely admit that I have no other creative suggestion whatsoever. Okay. To not myself. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a reveal yet to be had. I think we're definitely going to get oh, that yeah, explained. They're... It just hasn't happened yet. I, I think Catherine Hunt's definitely somebody. Yeah. But is she the villain in this story or not? I don't know. Right. Okay. All right. So we'll see where that one goes. Um, another detail I want to bring up. Uh, Monica Rambo in the comics ends up being a superhero. So Quasar. Yeah. Uh, so there's an instance when she comes out of the thing at the beginning of episode five, she's getting an MRI and they say they can't figure out the MRI. They have to redo it. The results are not right. And you look at the, there's a shot of the doctor holding up a tablet and you sort of kind of see an outline of a person, but it is bright, hot white. So maybe she's got powers now. Maybe being forced through the barrier by Wanda. Yeah, I, I, maybe... I couldn't explain to you why or how. Obviously, something with being in the bubble and then coming back out or something. But it's funny that she's the one that somehow gets powers when other people don't. I don't know. Uh, hear me out on this one. Another crazy-ass theory. Um, Inadvertently, what Wanda is currently doing uh, creates mutants. And that's how they become a thing. I, th- I feel like I've hear- heard that theory. Like, almost a reverse M-Day. Right. Like, the inverse of it. She creates them instead of getting rid of them. Yeah. Just Maybe. a thought. I don't necessarily think it's true, but... Given what you're saying, like, we don't know how Monica would have received whatever power that is, or whatever alteration to her being it is, that made the MRI work that way. But... If it was from Wanda doing what she did, maybe. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, you pop in the world, you get thrown through a couple of walls and thrown back out the bubble and suddenly you have superpowers. So <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it's also a little bit uh, more sophisticated than that, especially given her connection to Captain Marvel and her other exposures and experiences and whatnot. Which did anyone get like catch the animosity she had towards the name Captain Marvel? Yes. Like is she is she pissed off at Carol? Maybe because Carol left. Which I could yeah I, was, I could see that yeah you know been saving the universe. She, she might yeah I mean but she you know she left and presumably didn't come back. Yeah, I'm under the impression until, she hasn't come back until Endgame, right? Or Infinity War, whatever it is. Whenever so, she shows up at the end of Infinity War, you know here yeah. here's this little girl that looked up to her so much. And presumably she also, I mean, she left her best friend there. Yeah. Maria is also left there without her best friend. So maybe, yeah, she could be like, oh, yeah, Aunt Carol was my Aunt Carol. And then she fucking left and didn't come back for 20 years. Yeah. Fuck that bitch. Like, and there might also, it could be. It, it might also get revealed that in the timeline of things, you know, she, Monica gets snapped away. Her mother passes away 
two years later, which is, you know, at the point that she gets snapped away, that's at the time that Carol comes back. So, like, did she learn? Did, does Monica learn after she's rematerialized that Carol, maybe she blames her, like, Carol, you were so powered, I'm irrationally blaming you for not saving my mother. Oh, right. Things yeah. like that. Like, she was your friend, etc. Like, who knows? Like, like those, Had you got involved sooner, you could have stopped Something this. like that, yeah. Like, yeah. all those kinds of things are easy to, to, to take on. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they kind of peel the layers away on that, too. Um, Just, you bring it up, Josh, maybe think about it. The, uh, the opening of episode four with yeah. the, the, like, unsnap was fucking amazing. I loved that. Absolutely yeah. loved that. Like, I until the ending of episode five, I was like, holy shit, this was the most creative thing I've seen them do in years. That was so cool. It's such a different I, I, tonal shift from what we got in Far From Home. Yes. Far From Home was like, look how funny this is. People just popping back into existence. And this is like the real world. Like, if you're running around and shit like right. this is happening, how do you react to that? Yes. Yeah, the, the Far From Home, the band coming back during yeah. the basketball game, that's funny. But I, I think they had this thought, and don't get, you know, don't take it the wrong way, but we have COVID going on, and hospitals are overpacked. Yeah. And it very easily could have influenced this whole idea that if all these people suddenly came back, they're all still sick. If they were sick and they got snapped away, they're still sick. Yeah. They're not magically better. They're just back to where they were before. And now we have all these people that were sick five years ago we still have to deal with, and all the people that... And so it would just cause mass chaos. Yeah. Yeah. At first. And... And I, I love just showing that... Depicting that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that very individualized nature of... Obviously, disorientation, confusion. They the 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 idea that like their they don't know what their happened. consciousness they weren't even aware it occurred. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, was I mean so Peter freaking cool. In in Endgame, Peter talks about it. You know, what I mean, like, oh yeah, we weren't there, and then we were, right. and and then the Doctor Strange guy was doing the thing, uh -huh. and and we're all back, and it and he has no idea what happened, and they get that a little bit, but again, they go the comedy route as opposed to the real world route and showing that was great can i also say the um animation was awesome that they put oh, on yeah. it yes for showing them rematerialize out of the i guess ashes Un yeah. or whatever you want to call it <laughs> yeah it, it that was an awesome animation and yeah very well done yeah it was more or less just like hey let's just bring attention to that because it was fucking cool that was a great idea. Uh, one of the detail I think that that Monica Rambo talks about in episode five, and again, I at this point I'm just wondering like who else is going to pop up in this show. Uh, they're talking about how to penetrate the shell of the world, and she talks about needing specific material to create a device or a or a vehicle or something to get in there, and she suggests a friend of hers that is an aerospace engineer. Any idea? Assuming that's an MCU-related character, or at least a Marvel character, maybe one we haven't seen before. Um, an arrow. I mean, that could go a lot of ways. Well, they do read Richards. Of, I don't think he gets introduced on this show. Yeah, because I, I that was my gut reaction was Reed Richards, but I think you're right. I think the movie is too far off. John Watts is doing Spider-Man three. If he is involved with Fantastic Four, he would have to have a cast for that. Yeah, and we Reed. would hear about who Reed Richards is going to be yeah. if he was cast. They they wouldn't be able to keep that under wraps. You would know they cast Mr. Fantastic. Um, 
so I'll throw one out there for you since it's it's possible because again canonically speaking with sword um beast is one of the heads of sword so hank mccoy so hank mccoy Maybe i pre-beast? would say is a possibility pre- i mean it could be nicholas holt oh well yeah, well, I guess at the rate, at the rate we're going. <laughs> but, I mean, but yeah, you could get a Hank McCoy introduced here because he, again, he is... The, in the last of the comics I read was Sword. Hank McCoy, Beast, whatever you want to call him, was one of the two people in charge of Sword. Yeah. Like, there was two of them. He was working on the space station that Sword had. Um, As, like... I don't know what title, director, something like that. Yeah. But he had uh, transferred away from the Avengers and into S.W.O.R.D. I don't in a million years think this is what is going to happen, but the I, the story idea occurred to me, and I kind of like it. You guys can tell me if I shouldn't. But um, what if it was a Loki that you didn't even get a full name, and, 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 it, and it, for all the same reasons that you just said that it wouldn't be Reed Richards, but what if she just introduces her colleague as Victor. Oh, yeah. Well, like, what was he ever an engineer though? Was he like, I always felt like Victor was just the money behind stuff. I mean, you, he had some sort of scientific to, background, right? I mean, he you was could, supposed you could to make be, him, you could reinvent him as like an Elon Musk type character. He's, he's a somewhat knowledgeable, enterprising, you know, uh, uh, angel investor and, and, uh, and, and all that, you know, a futurist and, and everything, and you just okay. you, again, you'd have the same casting problem because you would have had to basically choose who your Doctor Doom is going to well, be. We also don't know that their first Fantastic Four movie is going to be Doom, so they could just introduce Victor. Well, here. Th- that that's true, but you still would have to commit basically to that casting quite now, a time yeah. in advance. But at the same time, you get those little that little layer right there, and maybe he's only in there for like an episode or two, and doesn't show up again until like in passing in somewhere else and that could be a really cool low-key way no pun intended to i I don't want to like say like cement him as like your next loki but like you you get to build something like your dr doom over time as opposed to just it's fantastic four and look at this problem and you know granted casting for the movie probably is far off but at the rate that they are dropping reveals and surprises in this show, I would not put it past them to know who they're going to cast, have them booked up, and be like, hey, you want to, we want to tease your, you know, if they yeah. just, someone popped up like that in this show, I, I I, don't think it's likely, but I also don't think it's impossible. I could definitely see them doing I something mean, like that. Yeah. If Vigo Mortensen walks on the screen, they don't have to tell me the name. <laughs> they wouldn't have to say Victor. They could just say, this is him. <laughs> and it's like, yep, that's fucking Doctor Doom right there. <laughs> yeah. That's... Well, I, I, yep, good job. But yeah, I don't really we'll have see. any other like Reed Richards was my gut reaction. I don't think I'm right there, but that's my the first name that pops in my head. I can't really think of anybody else that might fit that bill. The, especially I mean, it's not the same thing with him. If John Krasinski comes up on screen, you don't need the name. <laughs> you could just well, we did it. Yeah, I can't. We, we did what you guys asked for. At, at this point, I can't tell if I, I mean I the Infinity Saga is over and even though the first project right after it is still related to an infinity stone and all of that i can't yet tell if what we're supposed to be 
uh, you know, getting breadcrumbs thrown uh, in front of us for is here, like we're giving, we're giving you clues to things, but is it all the brand new stuff that's going to be coming in phase four, five, six, and we're starting that new foundation, or do we want you to put together, like we got Darcy back after nine years? Like, is it somebody that we're calling back from the past that, you know, will be fun to rejoin? So, like, that's what I can't, I can't tell. And if it's, like, brand new characters, then there's no reason that we should really know it all. Other than, like out, like I said, outside of just wild-ass guesses like we're doing right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, aerospace engineer is very specific. True. Well, I feel like this is just scientist. Like, you could, a scientist <laughs> character, you could... Put the, whatever title well, no, you want on I a mean, scientist and just say, hey, this is our scientist from the MCU well, or from Marvel. No, I guess I was thinking of it in terms of, like, a lot of the characters that we've already dealt with have already been given kind of specific titles. Like, we know Selvig is in a, a whatever he is. Right, but I'm just like, thinking, he, like... Like, he's been given a title. Um, Jane's been given a title. But if you go to, like, Jane's you know, comic book title for scientist, is it the same exact one they use in the movie? Is what I'm sort of getting at. So, like, you just pull a scientist character from the comics and just... No, I'm saying if we're going to see somebody we've already seen, is what I'm saying. Oh, right, right, okay, yeah. Uh, most of them have been given... I'm thinking new characters. ...specific jobs. With new characters, I agree. It could be, like, they could just say Reed Richards is an aerospace Right, engineer. okay. Even yeah, though yeah. he's not, they could say that. But for characters we've seen, I don't... Like, it would be cool to get a callback, but I don't think so just because... And, you know, yeah, Selvig I mean, and, know like, Jane crossed my are. mind, but at the same time, why wouldn't Darcy be like, oh, I know people? Like, it's it's specifically yeah, like, Monica that's calling to attention to, like, hey, I know someone like this. So it, it wouldn't be Jane or Selvig. So, thought on that? Um, What if she calls in, uh, what was his name? Uh, Kalos. Oh, the scroll, yeah. Talos, yeah. Oh. Uh talos yeah my science guy <laughs> yeah yeah i i mean I, I i could yes and he's not going to be there as a scroll he's going to show up as well last we saw him was nick fury so i got doubt he's going to be nick fury but he could show he could up be as some, yeah he could show up as somebody else yeah yeah i mean it would be good just to like have him not be oh what's that actor's name ben mendelson was... yeah yeah have it not be ben mendelson that he's there as but have the voice be Ben Mendelsohn, so you know. Yeah, hmm. I like that. That's 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 probably the best guess we've got so far. I think. Yeah. Um. Uh. What? Oh. Okay. So the the kids, Tommy and Billy. Are we going to say they are alive? I don't know on that one. Same. I I I, I have nothing concrete that I would stick to. I, I would reverse every. <laughs> opinion I have two seconds later. I'm also unsure. Are they immune to her powers? Do they have powers of their own? Like, the stuff that's happening to them, is it her doing it to them? Or is it them doing it to themselves? I guess that depends on your opinion if they're real or not. Yeah. Because if they're real, they might be doing it to themselves. If they're not, she's doing it. Okay. Fa yeah, that's She fair. could still be doing it if they're real. But they might be doing it to themselves if they are. Because it almost if seems like if, real, it's, if, it's if she's hurt. doing it, it's got to be subconsciously. Because she almost doesn't seem like she wants them to age, and yet they're just doing it anyway. Which you could, like, if you really yeah. then like, play the psychologist, is that a manifestation of her working out her own shit about how she would react to stress and problems and et cetera, right. et cetera. 
Okay. Yeah, I like that. I'll yeah. buy that. But but in terms of the, the basic question, I got no clue. Um so we could we could dive into the reveal now. I have a couple other questions, but more of them are just like where do we see the end of the show going type of thing. So I kinda wanna hit this before we get to theories of where the this end could go. Of theory. Okay. Um so we'll finally we'll we'll dive into that and talk about. It. So prior prior to watching this episode, I feel like I was I was planning to ask like if I started we started talking about this like recording this episode when episode four was out before episode five happened. We were gonna plan to watch five and then talk about it. And in the outline, I had started to prepare for watching up to episode four. I was gonna ask the question: Do you think we're out of the realm of possibility to see Quicksilver come back into the show? And I oh, really? literally Friday morning was joking with someone at work about the same thing saying like, wouldn't it be funny if they brought sick Quicksilver back? But like it was the wrong Quicksilver, like the one from the X-Men movies. And I laughed it off because I figured there's no way in hell <laughs> that they would do this. And then they fucking did it. And it broke me because I feel like there are so many implications to this reveal that was so expertly done. I, I don't even know where to begin, but, uh, I don't know, Josh. Where do you want to, where, about this? Because you dressed up as Quicksilver for Halloween, so this That's is true. right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> I like that guy's costume, so somehow I have valuable <laughs> insight to offer. Um, no, I, I, it, like something like this never occurred to me. I think as as much as they started dropping Pietro's name in the last couple episodes, I thought, oh, maybe there's the possibility that uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson might yes you know pop in 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 some kind of uh you know depression illusion kind of thing um when she opened the door at the end of the episode sarah and i both said like you just see that that look on her face um which quick sidebar i think elizabeth olsen is freaking killing this show agreed yes she is like like paul bettany is doing great but so much of the juggling controlling insanity and a, a a a non-world construct and conveying that as an actor like i i think she's doing amazing and, and hitting her... all the tropes of the old sitcom tv shows and everything too just the way line delivery and all that stuff which were great and then it, it as as the illusion starts to fall apart her acting is being challenged even more and she's nailing every moment yeah um and that that the the most recently specifically that look that she has on her face when she opens that door before you see anything you're just looking at her looking at whoever she's seeing another moment where i'm like holy shit and we both sarah and i both said to each other is is it is it petro like who else who else could have her react this way she's not She's not fearful. She's not surprised in a way, but she is like she, she's literally like almost at a loss for words. Almost like it's outside of her. I mean, we've talked so much like it was outside of her design. Yeah, like almost like she like this was not part of her plan or her idea. But yeah, then when they pan from the back and you see the hair from behind, you're like oh shit, Aaron Taylor. Jo- Wait a minute, what the frick? Yep. And you saw Evan Peters. We lost our shit. We're like, oh, my brain just broke. And I, like, a couple minutes after it was over, I realized my walking between two worlds 
diagram is is, <laughs> is like like this was it like this broke it. There's no way to do this anymore. It was, it was the same sort of thought process for me. It's like okay, I, first doorbell rings and I'm like, oh, here's Agnes again. What has she got for us here? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, she opens the door and pauses and I'm like, would they would they do it? It's it's got to be Quicksilver, right? And then you see the hair and I'm like, okay, he's here. They did it. They brought him back. Let's see what they do now. And then when you see uh, Quicksilver from X-Men, same thing. My brain broke because then I'm suddenly like, wait, that's not the one I wanted. That's he's from this movie. Wait, does that mean these movies are all connected? Wait, what does that mean for the X-Men as a whole? (laughs) Yeah. And you just go down the rabbit hole of like the what does this mean for the MCU? Is this is this just a fun meta joke that they Mm want to do just to say, look, we acknowledge we're having fun with this. We understand, you know we can play around with two different Quicksilvers and and that kind of thing? Or is this something that is supposed to lead towards having the X-Men and mutants in the MCU? And if it goes down that rabbit hole, if he's the one that comes in, does that mean we get the most recent cast of X-Men carried over into the MCU? Are we going to see Fassbender, McAvoy, the younger X-Men that they used in Dark Phoenix? Are those going to be the ones that they want to pull from for this stuff? I would rather see a whole new cast, but the fact that they've already brought one over, what are they going to do with the rest of them? So first, for me, what I, what I would say is I'm shocked that they didn't cliffhanger that moment of who she sees at the door. Oh, I'm glad I they didn't. Thought but it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought we were going to credits when it first when she makes the face and you're like, we're getting credits here. We're not going to see who it is. They're going to let us wait a week. But then you remember, like this, is, I guess, is one of the good things. They don't have to cliffhanger the show. Everybody's coming back next week anyways. This is the MCU. This is their own service. You're there for this stuff. They're not running that old sitcom kind of formula where they have to do stuff like that. I'd applaud that. I like that. Yeah. Um, in terms of what you were saying, does this mean what happens? You know, what what, what happens with the other X-Men? What happens with that? One, I think this is the break in the universes. That's going to lead to, you know, that speculated multiverse in Spider-Man. Um, I think this is maybe further confirmation of all those rumors about Spider-Man. I think yeah. this lends a lot of credence to that. Um, because before, breaking the multiverse just meant that she could get, vi- you know, maybe get Vision back. Or maybe you could have a different version of Mark Ruffalo's Hulk show up or something. But now it means a different cinematic universe is officially open to their multiverse. To me. Yeah. That that opens that door. Um, so does that mean that you're going to see Fassbender and McAvoy and Nicholas Holt and all them? No, I don't think so. I think they chose the most popular thing that was left over from those movies being Quicksilver because his scenes in Days of Future Past and Apocalypse are... The two best scenes they made in all four of those movies with Fassbender and McAvoy. And, well, he's um, also the one commonality. Yeah, I don't think it's popularity that the, he's there. I, think I, it's I mean, because... it helps. I'm sure that helps. But yeah, he's just that one singular overlap where they literally had the same character in two different places. True. You know I mean? But, I mean, the overlap can also be Magneto. You know, I mean, it could have been her dad standing there, and they don't call him Magneto. They, she just says Papa. Well, no, but you already, I mean, you it was the only character that you already had established and existed in both worlds. Yeah, her dad exists in both. 
Maybe she sees Fassbender as her dad. But he's not Magneto Maybe that's in the what MCU. Her... That's what I mean. We've had a Quicksilver exactly. quick already in those places. But it's still her so... dad. Do you get what I'd be saying here? Like, Fassbender shows up, and that's... You're saying we've she, never seen pictures see... of her dad in the MCU. So for all we know, her dad in the MCU is Fassbender. Right. So Fassbender shows up at the door, and it's the same kind of thing. Like an unpowered... Where Josh, we an know unpowered that's Magneto. Magneto. But just played yes. by Fassbender. Yeah, I I get that, but I don't think that achieves the same thing as it being Quicksilver, because it's literally the only actual character. Right. I agree, Right. yeah. But, um, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) That, 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 that... We broke my Side road took me up. (laughs) Um, so I guess the other thing is, um, you know, there's a way this show gets a zero out of 10 from me on my final review. Um, and that's if we don't get a nineties Quicksilver montage moment at some point, because we've had seventies, we've had eighties and we're leading toward the nineties on this show. At this point, we're almost there. And we never really got, I mean, dark, dark Phoenix was abysmal and we never really got (laughs) anything like a good Quicksilver scene in that, even though I guess it was kind of supposed to be the nineties, but yeah, we, we we didn't get the Quicksilver. We didn't, scene, right? Like it was. So, give me a '90s song. I wanted to ask you guys both this. So we get the '90s thing. What song do we need Quicksilver running around to? Oh Jesus, I don't know. Oh, I just wanted to put you guys on the spot for it. '90s song for a Quicksilver montage, or not montage, yeah, but yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call those scenes. Okay, so what did we get so far in Days of Future Past? I forget what the song was. Isn't it um like time in a bottle or something? Yeah, yeah, time in a okay, bottle. Okay, and and then it was sweet dreams. Yeah. And the eighties. So it doesn't necessarily I mean time in a bottle is a little bit more on the nose thematically with yeah. time. Um but like, Hootie and the Blowfish have to be time. <laughs> like I'm trying to think of a of, of a of one that would really fit well for the aesthetic and it would feel it would be it would feel really cool, but it doesn't necessarily have to fit the theme or or the sound per se i don't for some reason i I couldn't tell you why sponges plowed came to mind immediately i don't even know how that song goes i'm gonna have to google it after this if you if the moment you hear it you're like oh that's what that song is i didn't know that's who it was by and who it what it was called You'll, you'll know it immediately um it's like 1994 i think i feel like it now this one just popped into my head for no apparent reason, but I feel like it could it could work if if we're going like a dark, depressing type of element whenever this scene happens. But uh, Soundgarden's "Black Hole Sun." Okay. Yeah, that would be that would be kind of missing the tone of what his scenes usually are, but it could work. Yeah, I mean it. All right this 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 it, is our challenge after like between for us and listeners when this goes when. <laughs> up on social media and you see the posts about this, this is what we want the comments filled with. Yeah, see, we'll do all this and there will be no scene with Quicksilver doing this. It'll be for no apparent reason, but it'll Doesn't still be matter, fun. Because everybody who leaves a suggestion, I'm going to make my own scene in my head based on what you give me and I'm going to love them all. <laughs> so, gimme, gimme, gimme. See, it, the, the one that came to my mind and still does when I come around Green Day. Ooh. Just... I think that would be fun. I think it fits thematically. I think everything would work. It would be cool. I like it. Um, 
So, Mike, I think you you started answering about like if we'd see the X Men cast from Fox right. over. I think it opens the door for them to do what they want. Pull from uh, another reality because so. Again, this is another thing that happened in the X-Men that maybe you guys don't know about, because I know you guys don't read as many of the comics as I do. Um, But there was a time in the last eight years, I would say. Part of me wants to say it started in 2012, or 2013, or 2014. Something right in that range. Okay? Um, There was actually a multiverse kind of thing that happened with the X-Men that brought the entire original team into the, like, at their young ages. Yeah, I mean, so you had Cyclops, Gene, Iceman, Beast, and Angel um, brought at their young ages into the current Marvel Universe. Meeting their older selves. Yeah, I mean, like, they're, they're, the other versions of themselves still existed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there is a little bit of precedence for having different versions of X-Men present at the same time. But I guess what happens is they actually get stuck here in like the current Marvel Universe and they can't go back. Okay. Um, Something happens. I can't remember the exact specifics, but something happens and they end up stuck. So you actually have the potential for both to happen for a period of time. Where, you know, maybe you have some of them turn up because of the multiverse stuff and meet other versions of themselves. But I also feel like at the rate we're going that the this problem will be fixed before we get a proper X-Men movie. So we haven't really met. They don't have to be X-Men yet. To meet, like, they could come from a different, come from the other universe. You understand what I'm saying? And they could meet... They could end up, like, running into other versions of themselves. Or you could meet the versions of the X-Men that maybe they're not X-Men yet. Maybe mutants are still hiding their powers. Or maybe Xavier just makes it so nobody knows that they exist because he can do that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, to see where you're going, I don't know if it's... I don't know if I... I don't feel like we'd see it. I feel like we'd have to have the connection with whatever MCU version of the X-Men is before we do something like that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I just, I guess the point I was getting at is when you open up this multiverse idea and the reason they're calling that movie the multiverse of madness is because anything can happen. It's a multiverse. It's yeah. pulling shit from different universes and you're kind of bending the rules which you normally would have to operate under. Um, well, I'll spin it to you, Josh. Do you think we'll see Fox's X-Men, more of them, in the in the MCU, or is this a one-off with Quicksilver? Depending, I I mean, do you think, like, by the end of this show, or in general, before in we general. get to, like, the X-Men proper? Yeah. I think it, it's all going to depend on how this plays out. I, I, I think you'll, I'm, I think you'll know by the end of this series. So, four more weeks you'll know whether the speculation or the idea around a reverse House of M storyline happens or not. And whether you see the result of that uh, for a while or not is, is, you know, yet to be determined. Yeah. But 
I think you'll know by the end of this whether the events of this are the thing that cause, you know, mutants to, quote, evolve and come to existence, etc., however they're going to pull it. Okay. I, I don't think they're going to do mutants in a multiverse idea. I don't. Um, but, because I think there's a big vacuum for them to fill now that you don't have an Iron Man and you don't have a Cap. There's space on Earth to fill. Yeah. Um, so if by the end of this it is apparent that that could be, you know, that's a rational explanation, then I think you could start to see them peppered in minor capacities throughout some of the rest of the stories. Some so, of the X-Men. So, yes. Okay. And, th- th- which would then build to something bigger of, you know, a, quote, team-up or a, a, a gelling of Xavier with the recruits or the X-Men or whatever it is. And you're still thinking new cast, right? Nothing nothing pre-existing. I do. Yeah, I, okay. I think Evan Peters is the exception just because of the unique situation that the character of Quicksilver lies within those two universes. Um, but I, I think you go all new cast. And, and not to be mean, but I'm shocked. I don't know if that was they were already under contract. I'm very surprised that some of those people came back for Dark Phoenix at all yeah and it had to have left a bad taste in their mouth so on the one hand maybe they would not be eager to come back on the other maybe they're like oh god okay finally disney's in charge of it we can do a quality one again i feel like if they came back that would be it would be that like someone else is in charge we can actually play with the other heroes that we've seen and like if they do any type of research reading the comics the x-men deal with the Avengers and talk to other characters in the, in the Marvel universe and stuff like that. So if it's like, okay, well now we can be part of something that's part of the MCU proper. We might actually be able to have fun with all these other actors that are having fun playing these characters. Like that would be a draw. I would think to get someone to come back, whether or not they'd want them to come back. That's the bigger question. I think I'm with Josh. I think it'd be much easier and better for us as the audience to just wipe the slate clean, start yeah. over, give us, you know, the MCU version of what the X-Men is. And sort of, I guess, to Mike's point, if they wanted to do, if they cast all new for the X-Men, it would be fun seeing the Fox X-Men somehow interact with the MCU X-Men. But I, if they fix the multiverse before we get to X-Men, I don't think that's going to happen. Which I feel like I as far as the timeline, we're like, going to get there before, before that. So, I, I mean... For me personally, like if they want to keep McAvoy and Fassbender and ask us to suspend our disbelief and just accept it, I'm fine with that. I think both of them were doing a fantastic job as it was, and I'm completely on board with just letting them continue. Um, whether the story's new or their character storylines are new, they both did such a good job. Yeah. Will they come back? Probably not. Um, but I'd be okay with those ones coming back. And just being like, okay, all of them? No, I don't want all of them back. There's some of them that definitely need recast that were not cast well to begin with. Yeah. Um, and they weren't handled well. I mean, it, 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 as cool as it was to have like, oh, yeah, we, we cast Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse. And you're like, oh, that, that might be really good. And then they completely just screwed that. Yeah. You know, so do I want to see... Oscar Isaac back as Apocalypse and have him locked into that. Well, no, we already know he's not. Yeah. He's already been cast in this universe. So, I'm good with that. 
Um, I guess the question that it comes to my mind, though, when it comes to all of this. So, if we're not going to see them introduced at any point as the other X-Men and whatnot, what are the chances that um, they, they pull a Don Cheadle with this one? And it's not... He's not meant to be from a different universe, and it's just... It's me now. I... It's I, a retcon, it's a recast. You could have thought that, but the, I think Darcy's line of like, hey, they recast Pietro, which was so deliciously meta that it was. Yeah. I laughed for like a solid oh, two yeah. minutes. But no, I think like they're aware. That's true, she does say mm-hmm. that. I forgot she said that. Because it makes yeah, the context so, so well. Yeah. So no, I don't think... I. The other sort of spinoff from that is not that they're going to recast uh, the MCU version of Quicksilver, but now I feel like there's a possibility we could get Aaron Taylor Johnson in there with Evan Peters. Both as Quicksilver or both yeah. as Pietro? If yeah. if she obviously Evan Peters Quicksilver is not from our MCU. He has to have come from another multiverse. So if she going along the the line of thought that she can bring people back from the dead, maybe she actually could bring back Aaron Taylor Johnson that is our Quicksilver, our MCU Quicksilver. Or- as I said before, her powers can be kind of a monkey's paw. And maybe she tried, and this is what she got instead. Because, again, her powers work that way sometimes. She she tries something, and it kind of works, but doesn't happen exactly the way she planned. Yeah, I guess I could see so, it. I, part of me is just, like, really sad then for Aaron Taylor Johnson. It's like, hey, we're going to bring your character back, the one that you played, but nope, you're not going to play him. We're going to give it to somebody else. Like, that's a kick in the dick. Well, <laughs> I just mean, I'm just speaking canonically. Like, I feel bad for him if that's the case, but at the same time, to me, it's like, that's kind of, that. that is what her powers do. Again, she can say something and have it become real. Yeah. But it's not always as real or as accurate as exactly what she said. So maybe by saying, I want Pietro back, maybe that's what she says in her mind. To do this, she gets a Pietro from a different So we're still reality. we're still framing it as, as her her powers that are doing this. Not someone influencing her somewhere and sending a Pietro to her. I mean, it, the fact that she's so caught off guard, there's two explanations. Either she did it by accident and didn't realize what she did, or someone did it for her. Right. Or, or, there's just a tear in reality somewhere that's unrelated. And it's causing other problems elsewhere, caused by something else. And it is part of what's causing the issues here. Just complete, so, you know, like it exists. We don't know where, you know, I mean, we haven't been told about it yet, obviously. See, I still think she's the one that caused the tear. I think that's, po- I, like, I agree. I'm just throwing it out as a possibility for their storytelling that there's an unrelated to her tear in reality. And she's experiencing the effects of that. Maybe the tear in reality resulted from Endgame and what happened. Maybe something went wrong. Uh, see, but yeah, again, that's I mean, that's like, putting the 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 consequences on so, or the the effect on someone else. It's not her fault. I want this to be her fault. I understand that, but whatever we don't know what their end game story for this is. We don't know what their plot points are. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so it could be both. Still, 
Like, it could have been she noticed this tear in reality and she just took advantage of it because it was an option. So okay. That, that part, I don't have a, a, a good, a missing an element uh, there, but it could, could it make sense in what they've established that, it, again, she, she had a physical uh, uh, framework, if you will, to start with vision. At the very least, one way or another, somewhere, some way, Wanda has a hold of his corpse. Yeah. Whether whether oh, the yeah. thing we're yeah. seeing is her puppeteering that corpse or she still has it stowed away somewhere else, yet to be determined, etc. She started with a physical thing. If she is able to manipulate that physical thing into puppeteering it, or if um, she's able to, to, to somehow somehow use it to aid her construction of you know a physical projection of vision in, inside the hex could it stand a reason that subconsciously because he's been being discussed so much she wanted to manifest pietro back but she didn't have a physical substance to aid she didn't have that extra element to start with so therefore she got a distorted version of him. Oh, I see. Okay. Right. I I would I would buy that too. And there's still that missing element entirely of like, well, okay, if it was subconscious, she doesn't seem to have done it on purpose, and is someone else pulling the strings, etc. Yeah, those still might be un unanswered factors. But well, I think that that that's one of the the clues of the unraveling. Like whatever she did to start this world to bring to get Vision back, she was in control of from the start. However. It's getting to the point where this is becoming bigger than her, and she's losing control of her own creation. And I think we're seeing the cracks of that now, which is how Pietro just shows up because she's thought about him two or three times now. Like, so, and I think it's going to get to the point where the this is going to get so... Like, the town itself is going to get out of control. Possibly the hex is going to grow and start consuming... Uh, my theory. Start consuming other pieces of the world to the point where it's like, we have to stop this, or the entire Earth is going to be in prob in trouble. And I think that's how you would set up Doctor Strange. Mm. It becomes a and much maybe, more. Maybe... It becomes a bigger problem than just a localized town, and suddenly more things and people are in jeopardy. And whether Doctor Strange gets word of it and pops up, or is called in to help, which I guess lends to another question I was going to sort of lead to too: is do you think Doctor with Doctor Strange or with her being in Doctor Strange two, will we see Doctor Strange before the end of this series is over? What is it eight episodes or ten? Nine. It's not at least over okay. eight weeks, but nine. Um, maybe at the very end. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking if we see him, it's got to be like the the finale. Yeah, like it, like the end of the finale. I would say even like him, like being like, okay, it's time for me to be here. Yeah, I'll handle this kind of thing. Like it's gotten out of your control. Well, do you think he's gonna have to put her down? Put her down. Like, disable or or do you think he could i think that's a battle i'd like to see <laughs> uh, yeah no I, it might be fun but i mean to be fair nobody that exists in the mcu at this point is powerful enough to handle her except herself yeah nobody that currently exists there are beings in the marvel you know comic universe that can handle it but dr strange is not one of them for her not what they've made her yeah because i could i feel like i could see it 
you know, she's if she's involved in Doctor Strange, we don't know if she is an ally or a villain in that movie. If this she gets that bad, do you think she could be the antagonist of Doctor Strange 2? I think she could be um, the antagonist, but not the villain. Okay. I I was going to say, I, I think I've already seen that they cast the villain. Okay. I did, I did not hear and that. I've, like, I want to say, like, the last I had, like, I had heard at some point that they had cast a villain for that. And uh, I'm not going to Yeah, I don't know if I want to get into that yet. Or anything. But um, as far as I know, they had cast somebody. Okay. But I might I might be wrong. I might be thinking might be recalling that they casted somebody as a villain somewhere, and I'm seeing it, and it's from a different movie or something. All right, so this is sort of where know. I just want to we can try to wrap it up with this type of stuff. It's sort of like can can I ask one more question? Oh yeah, before go that? Um, so there's something we didn't address uh, that has happened. So episode five, they show her steal the body of Vision, right? They said where it was, Sword Headquarters, somewhere. So it was at Sword Headquarters somewhere. And they've moved into robotics, they said. Perhaps from their research on Vision's corpse. I thought about that too. Because they've had his body for five years. Right. Um, and perhaps also then leading to a re-emergence of Ultron. Which happens every time in the damn comics the same way. They start messing with stuff and they end up creating Ultron again. And it may be a minor reappearance, or you may get uh, an appearance instead of an unrealized, somewhat lesser version of Ultron that we got in Age of Ultron. You may get a more powerful and realized great Ultron type. There is two different kind of versions of Ultron. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are, like, or necessarily aware of that but there's Ultron and there's great Ultron and you may see that kind of just like to me like Vision and Ultron are tied together no matter what you know because one created the other from themselves and into the other and all that so maybe they screw up something further down the line yeah. you know what I mean this isn't something I see happening anytime soon but I could see it being something that um, tangentially maybe the Fantastic Four have to deal with. Okay. You know what I mean? As like a, um, maybe not the major villain per se, but something that they become aware of and figure out how to deal with. Because if I remember correctly, when like Ultron gets out of hand in the comics, they end up just letting him be his own being, but shipping him off into space. And Ultron kind of becomes its own planet. Okay. Um, so I could see, you know, that having some thing that they have to deal with and do that is used as a thread. More so than as, like, Ultron coming back as a full-on villain for another movie. Because why would they do that with their least successful Avengers movie? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't see them doing that. But it's a, it's a story thread that they could work with. Yeah, I mean, if they want to retcon it somewhere and just bring it back, and just point to that and say, hey, this is what we did. Well, I mean, just like, or Ultron trying to come back and failing. You know I mean? Like, they start to recognize that Ultron's attempting to reemerge. Yeah. And it could, I don't know, it could be like a story thread they use at some point. But it also could be something completely different because of what they're doing with the robotics and vision and all that with S.W.O.R.D. 
it would be interesting to see if they what route they might go. Yeah, I mean, I kind of their their change in direction to robotics and stuff like that. I just kind of started piecing it together that they just reverse engineered stuff from from Vision's body to make the tech they're using. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see where it goes. Um, but sort of trying to just wrap up the discussion and bleeding into Doctor Strange two, sort of what do you see? And I should have looked up, but I don't remember how far between the end of the series and Doctor Strange 2 we have and what movies are in between there. I think we got a couple years in between, but not sort of as far. I think Doctor Strange is now set for some time next year. Is it really? I thought it was 20. Yeah, oh, I guess was, 2022 is next year. Now, huh? Yeah, it was originally. I mean, it had things gone as normal. It would have like we would be getting Shang-Chi right now. And then Doctor Strange was supposed to be May. And then COVID, like the final shift around, I want to say, I think Doctor Strange might be, it's like. Doctor Strange is March 25th, 2020. March of next year, okay. Um, so in between, you've got the Spider-Man movie, Eternals, Shang-Chi, and Black Widow. All right, so the only one we um, think could be affected is. three of those. Go ahead. No, sorry. I'm just thinking just out loud. Like the only one we, we've heard rumors of, of multiverse uh, consequences would probably be Spider-Man. I don't think we've heard too much of the other ones having any type of issues. Well, about I, it. And they were also originally like slated to release before this. Like all the like Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and Eternals were all supposed to come out last year, right. and this was not supposed to be out. Yeah, which leads me to yeah. believe that they, they don't really give a shit about like it. it ha- they have less fallout from what this show does. They wanted to make sure this got out to kickstart whatever's coming next. Yeah. For some of the bigger stuff. I mean, it could have just been the yeah, like it it's I think they I think it's going to have threads that tie into the other shows and such. And maybe to Eternals. Maybe there was something at the end of Eternals that led into this that we're gonna get a backward explanation on instead. Um, I don't see it really like affecting Shang Chi or Black Widow at yeah. all. Yeah, well, Black Widow is like a period piece anyway, so. Right. Yeah, it, it, but Spider Man, definitely. Possible. All right. So that in mind, so spinning any type of theories we got for the end of this series, how maybe it ends, and how that would spin off into affecting Spider Man three, and into Doctor Strange. Because again, we know Wanda is cast in Doctor Strange. They will be back. We don't know at what capacity. Doctor Strange 2 is called the Multiverse of Madness, so there's some multiverse shit going on. Um I don't know. What do you what do you guys got? Um what, more or less, how much of this show do you think will wrap up and how much will they lead into other movies? I think the, I think well, it, just based on what you guys just just said, they assessed with the delay what is important for foundation building as we start the pre-Infinity Saga era. and Post-Infinity Saga. Post, I'm sorry, yes. Yeah. So the fact that they decided, you know, production-wise, we have this in the can. This is not meant to be a theater movie, so we're not worried about, you know, continuing to delay it, et cetera, et cetera. And now as we reorder things, we need to make sure that this is out first. I think certain I think there's a couple like sub story plots within the show that would be like kind of satisfactorily answered that you 
like you could pull the taffy on, but you don't really need to. But I think this is like ground zero for at least a big pillar of phase four. Yeah. I agree. Um, I, I think you're going to see, I don't think, you know, whatever problem she caused or causes or whatever problem is it there at the end of this, that's causing reality to be warped or torn apart or whatever is going to be resolved. I think that's going to lead into them resolving the problems in these movies and perhaps little residual problems showing up in those movies. Yeah. Um, again, we have casting and stuff from those movies that we've heard about that we kind of know leads toward that. Yeah. So it seems to add up pretty well. Yeah, I, I my best guess is that I and I'm trying to decide if 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 more or less I guess what happens to Vision. I feel like Vision does not make it out of this series if I had to guess. And I think maybe to the to the realization for Wanda that Vision is finally dead. She accepts the fact that he's dead. But at that point the damage is done to whatever she did to the multiverse. And then at that point it's just repairing the damage she did. Maybe so maybe the show by the end of it some other big event happens that finally pushes it to the MCU as a whole that problems are happening. You're seeing it and hearing about it other places. And at that point she's accepted vision is gone. She's sort of dealt with her five stages of grief over the loss of him. And can finally get back to work and maybe starts working with Doctor Strange to fix the problems she caused. And also keep in mind, we still have a Loki series in between all this stuff, too. Actually, we which, have uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier first. Right, but I feel like that would be less involved with the multiverse Oh, I see. Stuff. Yes, yes, yes. I yes. think Loki, the preview that we saw, seems like he bounces around all, all over the place. So is that because of the cracks that Wanda is causing in the multiverse? Is he bouncing around in the multiverse because of stuff that she is doing? Is that another effect of her cause? I mean, he, he could be causing the cracks because he's bouncing all over the place trying he to... Has space stone from know. his timeline. Right, Cause, yeah, because he... This... Oh, that could be... put. Yeah, that's, I forgot he has the, the stone that makes you teleport places, so that could work, too. And, and this is peak evil Loki as well, remember? Right. Because this is the Loki that was arrested at the end of Avengers. Yeah. This is not, you know, the redeemed Loki at that point. This is still him doing whatever the hell he wants for selfish reasons. Yeah. So, maybe he's... Maybe they're both messing things up. Maybe it's just getting worse and worse because of both of them doing okay. this. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, you know... It, so we... You know, again, the rumors around Spider-Man, there's a bunch of multiverse implications for Spider-Man 3... Um, Doctor Strange takes place after that, so maybe they, they wrap up the multiverse by the end of Doctor Strange 2, and maybe it's it's finally, you could close that. I really thought maybe they'd wrap it up or deal with some of that stuff in an Avengers movie, but the Avengers, there's no next Avengers movie announced. So I imagine that's not going to wrap up any time. Like, they might try to wrap it up before that. Yeah, they said currently they have no Avengers movie scheduled for Phase 4. Yeah. They said no Avengers in Phase 4. It's not coming as a movie. Yeah. So, I don't know what that means. To me, it sounds like they're trying to position Benedict Cumberbatch to kind of take over that leading role that plays between multiple movies the way Robert Downey Jr. did. I mean, if the multiverse wraps um, up, if that, if that issue wraps up in Doctor Strange, I feel like that would bookend Phase 4, right? 
So you're saying like if that this if this show that, starts you're, it, you're talking and they close it up by the end of Doctor so, Strange, that would be phase four. Uh, maybe, but I don't. I don't personally see like way their schedule is that being that way because I mean, two months later, Thor: Love and Thunder comes oh, out. Oh, fair. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Black Panther Two is also scheduled for two months after that. I wonder what because normally it's like sort of like an overarching thing. I almost feel like, but yeah. All right. Well, didn't we discuss didn't... Uh, something that you had mentioned that they were looking at? Um, where we had talked about Kang the Conqueror. Perhaps oh, yeah. being a thing. Um, is he is he multiverse yeah, related? I mean, I'm trying to remember now. He's been around for so much shit. It's probably at some point. I, I can't specifically speak to like, yes, definitely this. But I mean, Kang has been around since like the early, early, early Marvel. Yeah, I mean, like mid sixties. Yeah. All right, so maybe the multiverse and stuff is, is more clear and present danger for the MCU, and then Kang can be just after that somewhere down the line if they want to go that route. Well, Kang's... See, it, in a lot of ways, Kang is an opportunist. Okay. So he's the type of villain who's very powerful, but will see an opportunity to strike and take it. Yeah. So he may see a weakness or something he can exploit going on with this multiverse stuff and... I don't know. Do something. Yeah. With it. Uh, Josh, did you want to say something? Uh, I forget. Uh, okay. I thought you were going to chime in with something and then make sure we got you in. Yeah, it probably wasn't important. <laughs> uh, I just want to bring attention to it because I think it's a really fun idea. Um, and I, I feel like I was, I was texting Josh some of the tweets and stuff too. Uh, but there might actually be something in the works to get. And I, I, I I'm trying to, I pulled up the tweets. Who, who was the tweet from? Um, Stephen Ford on Twitter, as far as I can tell, originated this idea where January 30th, he tweeted out, hear me out, an entire Disney Plus show about Jimmy Woo just working weird cases in the MCU, just like a fun X-Files, let's make it happen. <laughs> this started making I the rounds that. on the internet to the point where seven days later, he tweeted, uh, wow, so we might actually have opened some doors with the Jimmy Woo X-Files idea. He's like, I'm spending the weekend writing the pitch. So, and from what I understand, one of his other follow-up tweets to the first one, his first, like, pitching his idea to Twitter, um, yeah. he he f replied to himself and says, yo, Peyton Reed helped me shepherd this. Oh, maybe that's asking Peyton Reed. Maybe not that Peyton Reed actually helped him. Never mind. Never mind. I'm thinking Peyton Reed might have actually got him in the door. <laughs> he just I think he's just talking to these people saying, hey, give me a, give me a chance here. Okay. Well, either way. It seems like six, seven days after he tweeted that, and it started being retweeted and talked about on the internet, that now there's he's possibly pitching this thing. So that would be awesome, I think. I love that idea. Do we have any... Uh, yeah, a, a Jimmy Woo show I'm in. Do we have any idea, like, who is this guy? Is I he looked up his IMDb. He's is listed he... as, like, director. I, I think he's he's acted in more things. He has directed some stuff. So mm -hmm. I don't know how much clout he actually has, like, in, in Hollywood, quote-unquote, like, in the industry. Okay, so he's not just Steven from Twitter. Right, correct. <laughs> Steven from he's Twitter. He's got Teen Wolf listed in his uh, bio and stuff, too. So I don't know if he was, I'm guessing, actor in Teen Wolf. Like old Teen Wolf? No, te new, new Teen Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> no, that's not, that is not Styles not from the 80s. Twitter, so I, well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not looking at the Twitter. I'm not seeing this person the same way that you are. Um, 
so yeah, I'd, I'd actually love to see that. I, th- I feel like it'd be really fun if they almost bring in uh, Jimmy Woo and Darcy as like the Mulder and Scully for the X-Files. I'd, I'd love to see something like that. That would be fun. So anyway, just wanted to bring it up just in case it happens. So there's a, there's a possibility. I don't know when we'll actually hear anything official, but at the rate they're moving, like, holy shit, if a week later he's doing a pitch. <laughs> well, I think one of the Marvel 666 things was... um. Oh, I can't remember that guy's name. But he was pitching like the, like an idea. Like Disney actually reached out to people and said, we want new ideas to explore new characters. And he went and pitched this idea to make a movie or a show about this ridiculously unknown group of heroes. Oh, right. The... Uh, from Marvel Comics past. Yeah, I watched that series. And... Um, it was uh, Paul, uh, Paul Shear. Shear. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, like, it, it was this team i can't even remember the name mm-hmm. of it but they only had ever had four comics in marvel's history and he was trying to pitch the idea of using them and it was dumb like it was like it was just the most the worst idea for a comic book ever they tried like making toys and then turning them into comics they tried going like the backward yeah, route yeah so they had like a dolphin and mechanized armor for some reason was one of the heroes <laughs> and it was, it, it was, it was kind of badass, though. But <laughs> yeah, look, well, like his end result actually looked kind of badass. What was in the original comic looked dumb as shit. To me. <laughs> but it, they, like, it was something Disney was actually doing. Like he was actually filming what ended up being this hour-long show as a documentary of him making the series. He had inevitably got turned down because of... It just wasn't chosen. It, it was a dolphin in a mechanized yeah, suit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, they, I think they've been like actively been encouraging people to come to them with fresh ideas on content to make from characters that are less used. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from the success of Guardians. Definitely. Because before Guardians, Star-Lord, Rocket, Groot, they were, they were there, but nobody gave right. a shit. So I think that's also why we're getting an Eternals movie. Guardians. No, for sure. Nobody yeah. cared about the Eternals, but we're getting that. So something with Jimmy Woo that somebody comes with this character that seems to be liked by just about everybody. Like I love that. I, I've not met anybody that does not like that character. When, when Jimmy so. Woo finally shows up in the show and introduces himself to Monica and he does the card trick. Yep. Oh, yeah. such a great <laughs> little so nod great. to like him and Ant-Man and stuff like that. Oh, I got a good chuckle out of that, too. That's character growth. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, anything, last call for anything you guys want to touch on that we did not. Otherwise, we'll try to close it down. Yeah, we can. the only thing I would say right now is um, uh, kudos to the showrunner. Uh, I think her name is Jack Shepard, I think, or Schaefer, Jack Schaefer. Um, she is, uh, I think, doing a great job. And she's also one of the co-writers on the Black Widow's uh, screenplay. Oh, cool. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, that's one thing we have. I guess we haven't done enough is give these guys credit. Whoever is working on the show, that just the the sitcom tropes, the the like, for instance, the the end of the end of last episode when Vision and Scarlet Witch get into a fight, and she's like, he's like, you can't control me, and she goes, oh, can't I? And then the credits start to roll, and you're like, oh shit! And then they stop the like the credits fade out as mm-hmm. the argument builds up because the illusion is breaking, like shit like that for just from a tactical standpoint is so fucking cool yeah i i think they they, they're really nailing it 
with with how they're hitting these shows and the tones of the shows of the time. And I think it was a really awesome idea to do what they're yeah. doing. They could have done this with anything. I mean, it makes sense for Wanda and everything, but touching on all this timeline of a you know American television that they've gone through so far. I mean, I'm actually looking forward to the show, but also seeing their eventual interpretation and in which show they decide to mimic from the 80s, oh, yeah. which show they decide to mimic from the 90s. What are they going to do with those shows? And, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward, you know, here's here's hoping we, we get an Urkel appearance <laughs> from somebody that pops through the door and does the Urkel thing. I don't know who. I'm not going to throw out who it could be because I have no idea, but it would be an amazing thing to have something like that attached to it i feel like i have to say too like this this is the first mcu series on disney plus it has set the bar for every other mcu True. series that we're gonna get like i don't every week i'm like how are they gonna what are they gonna do this like after a couple of the reveals that they've done the last couple episodes i'm like holy shit and we're only halfway through this season like what the fuck are they gonna do like i can't imagine what the rest of this season is gonna bring the the only reason i have begrudgingly uh, mentally tolerated the idea of weekly shows again is because it is slightly helping to continue to pass pandemic time. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I really just wish that they would just dump the whole thing. See, I like this though. Like, it gives us the chance to have a week to digest and and theorize and talk about this stuff. I like the speculation stuff and the fact that we know we don't have to wait another year, you know, six months or two years for a sequel to a movie or something. True. Like this is a nice little breadcrumb oh, yeah. type of thing. I, I'm, I mean, with all that stuff, I go both ways on it. I say like, depends on the content. With something like this, I like the idea of waiting. You know what I mean? Like getting that week to see that next twenty minutes. I'm okay with yeah. that because it's just a little morsel. But when it's something that's very time-consuming and engrossing, I actually prefer to just binge watch that stuff. Yeah. Well, I'll say with with um, as much content as they are have already said that they are going to be making, if things are back to normal by the end of this year, and you know they're they're playing catch up too, if we're getting two and three movies a year and two and three four shows a year, at that point, yeah, I am gonna wish they're not gonna do it, but I am gonna wish that it was just back to a uh, binge show dump. Yeah, at that point. Do we know if this is like a, a limited series or is this like season one and we might get a season two? With as much as... I would assume this one is definitely a limited series. Yeah, I think with as much as they've said that that they've announced that they're going to be making, um, I don't know how... like they, they, They've announced like 12 different shows Yeah, for Disney Plus, like live action MCU shit, like aside None from of them the what ifs said, and everything. Like, they're not billing any of them as like first season, right? They're all, they all seem to be just, I don't know if they're all going to be like one-off series type of thing, but. I I mean, in this specific instance, I almost definitely would say it's a one-off just because of the content. Yeah. Like there's just no way that you continue this for off to a second season. Well, especially if vision doesn't come out of the season alive. Yeah. And, and the, well, I mean, if vision doesn't come out alive, but you're leaving these giant gaping holes that movies have to answer in between. And since it affects an entire other universe, it's really tough to continue on seasonally when 
you're leaving these big unanswered questions. Well, I'm not saying for all this we time. We get season two like next year. I'm thinking like whenever the just a second season anytime. At this point, probably presumably after Doctor Strange two at some point. If if it would make sense for the story, it, I guess it could. I'm I'm presuming they are just taking this opportunity to tell connective stories more frequently fill the gaps in in a different medium yeah than than actually like oh look now we're producing television like several different television series shows i i don't i just think it's a different way to present it and i mean i think they're also if you look at like at least in this case you know the drip feed of content over nine episodes is really going to add up to about a movie length yeah because, I mean, they, these are listed as 24 minutes or whatever, but none of them have actually hit that 24-minute mark. That's all with credits and shit afterwards. They're more about 18, 19, hitting 20. Right. That puts you right in that longer movie mark that maybe they wanted to tell the story and they knew it wouldn't market well in a theater. So. Yeah. Tell it on, and then of course Disney Plus is a whole thing. Well, I like you know we've talked about it before. Some of the movies jam pack so much stuff in them that it's nice having like a a time to tell a good story. So I like that they're spreading this out over nine episodes and and giving you time to digest it and sink into it and pick up all these little details that we might not have been able to get through movies that are strictly two hours. Yeah, I dig all that stuff. Um, uh, I think that's it. Last call. Anything else? Nothing else? All Enjoying right. it so far. Can't wait to see the rest. Yeah, as much as I re- feel like I would love to like talk about, like record something for this show every week, I don't know if we'd be able to do that. So I don't know if we'll jump back into this before the end of the season. Maybe we'll see if anything else like really major happens. But at the very least, we will definitely come back and talk about this when the show concludes in a couple weeks. Um. So until now and then, hopefully, I'm, I'm expecting some other brain-breaking shit to happen. So we'll see. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. You can give us a share on social media. You can follow or subscribe to the show. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher. Uh, hopefully anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Search Bry Guy into Super Friends or go to Facebook.com slash Friends. And you can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, comment on some of the posts we put there. Uh, give us your two cents. That's where to do it. Uh, you can try to email us, brightguysuperfriends at gmail.com. It's legit. It works. I don't check it, but feel free. You know, have at it. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at BG Superfriends. Um, you can also follow me on Twitch. I should have plugged it earlier. I forgot. Uh, at Jedi Guy. That's Jedi with an I, Bry with a Y. Uh, anytime we do a live show, we will do it there. I don't know when we'll do the next live one, but uh, we've done two so far. We'll. I think they're probably past the two-month period, so they're probably not on my Twitch channel anymore, but we'll have to find find something else worth talking about. Maybe, maybe I don't know, if, if enough people watch the show and want to see us do it live, maybe we'll do the conclusion of WandaVision live or something. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to work it out. But either way, keep right on that page. I'll post about it whenever we decide to go live. And other than that, on behalf of Josh, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>